Good morning. So I'm Peter. I'm a member here at, at Christ First. And we're going to be looking at Psalm 16, also written by David. And this is a psalm where he's celebrating his faith and his trust, in particular his trust in God. David may have been in danger at this time, but, but whatever the circumstances, David knew a God who would guide and direct his life and would enrich his life with love and mercy and grace and forgiveness, bringing fulfillment and joy. So let's find out. Let's read Psalm 16 together. Keep me safe, O God, for in you I take refuge. I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. As for the saints who are in the land, they are the glorious ones in whom is all my delight. The sorrow of those will increase who run after other gods. I will not pour out their libations of blood or take up their names on my lips. Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure. Let me just read that verse again. Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who cancels me. Even at night my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad. My tongue rejoices. My body will also rest secure. Because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So we're looking at trusting in God. And the first two verses here in trusting in God is to rely on the Lord. In current times, some people feel genuinely unsafe. And we need to take care, but be assured, the safest place for all of us in these times or in any times is to be walking it day by day with God. As David knew and millions of people since David have known. David prays, prays right in the very first verse, keep me safe, God. And that's a prayer that we can all share, we can all repeat, we can all rejoice in really because we, we know that we don't just pray it but God hears and he answers that prayer to keep us safe. Think of all that David had as king of Israel and yet in verse 2 he says, apart from you I have nothing good. Can I say that? Can you say that? What is what is lasting and endurable? What is safe and secure? Our God is. Looking at verses 3 and 4, to trust is to be devoted to the Lord. 
We don't use the expression that's given in verse 3, saints, as often as we used to. But we are the saints. If I say morning saints, it sounds a bit old-fashioned. But David is saying, hi, ex-wanners. Hello, Christians. Hi, born-againers. The saints. We are those who are devoted to the Lord. The glorious ones. What a great expression that is. David calls us the glorious ones. Let's be encouragers to the glorious ones. We have something special. We have life. Life in its fullness. Many friends. A future for eternity in the presence of our Saviour Jesus. We are the glorious ones indeed. Of course, we do not despise in any way those who are not walking with Jesus, but David is just drawing a distinction here between those who are devoted to God and those who seek elsewhere, which is not fulfilling. Verses 5 and 6 again talks about trusting in God and delighting in him. Verse 5 I think I read this verse twice. David expresses his circumstances so, so uniquely here. God has assigned me my portion. He has a plan for me. He's gifted me. We all have a different gifts. This mentioned an artistic gift and some have the ability to paint or to draw and to create, that isn't something which I'm particularly good at. But God has gifted me in different ways. He's gifted us all in different ways. He has assigned me my portion. He's made my lot secure. We read in the book of Job of his lot in, in Job 31. He speaks of the way he lives his life and invites God to weigh me. Weigh me in honest scales. Would we be happy uh, to get in those scales for God to weigh us, to see, see how we measure up? Gracefully, God has given us Jesus to sit in the scales with us, as it were, and God will see as he looks upon us, a redeemed person. And in verse 6, we have another wonderful expression. David is so, so good with words. I, this is only a short psalm, but I, I could never work, write words like this this just isn't my gift as it were but he says the boundary lines have fallen well for me what a wonderful expression we've been looking at the book of uh, exodus recently and the children of israel coming out of egypt and into the promised land and when they moved into the promised land of israel they were given uh, a portion of land depending on uh, the number of people in their tribe and family It works, different, works differently for us in the UK. But David was comparing God's blessings and inheritance. All he needed was the blessings God had provided, giving him a wonderfully full life. I wonder how we regard the blessings God has provided for us. The life we have with Jesus, the daily presence of his spirit. Does that satisfy us? Or do we long for more things to, 
to make our life more, more complete or more successful. David realized that he had everything that he really needed. May we be delighted in God's blessings to us and, and thankful for his love and his mercy toward us. Verses 7 and 8 talk about trust in a way in which we learn from God. Verse 7 says, the Lord counsels David. He gives him wisdom. He speaks into his life. It says, even in the night time. I can recall many times in my life when I've had a problem to solve or a work issue which has been struggling with and not really known the right answer and how to, how to deal with it. And maybe I've left the office late at night and gone home, gone to sleep. I've always been blessed with, with good sleep. But amazingly, the following day, quite often, a solution has come which was a problem the night before. And I wonder, how does, how does that happen? But I believe that God is able to speak into our hearts and our minds even when we're asleep. That's a great word that David uses there. God counsels and gives him wisdom and understanding. In difficult times and even during the night time, he brings those answers. Let's keep the Lord at the centre of who we are and what we do. And it's because of that that, God deter that David determines to praise the Lord. Not only with the Psalms he wrote, but with his whole life. He wants to give himself in worship and praise to God. And in these last few verses from verse 8 onward, I think David is speaking here prophetically as a type of Christ led by the Spirit of God. This is a, again a most telling statement where David is determined and deliberate. David has set the Lord always before me. What a, what a great expression. The Lord has set, that David has set the Lord always before me. Can we just stop and consider if the Lord stands before me right now, before you right now, and every day and always, is it he whom we look to for every step, every guidance, every opportunity, every job we take? Perhaps we're in circumstances at the moment where the future is looking uncertain and we may need to change jobs. Let me encourage you to put the Lord always before you. Every home we live in, every close relationship that we enter, May the Lord always be the one who is guiding and directing those thoughts and those major decisions which we take in our life. If it is, may it always remain so. But if not, perhaps we can decide today, decide now to make that our aim. With God's help, he will always be before me. And what's the consequence of that? David says, I will not be shaken. 
He will not be shaken because the Lord is before him. And the last three verses, again, are trusting in God and rejoicing in all that has gone before, really. David wants to rejoice and to praise God. In verse verse 9, three things happen as a result of all of the previous steps. He says, my heart is glad. My tongue rejoices. And my body rests secure. Job done, sorted. The final fruit of trust is joy. What more can I possibly want? This joy wells up from within. It's it's not a mindless, mystical experience, but one of knowing a personal God who will never abandon us, not even in death. In verse 10, God will not even abandon me when I die. I'm his for eternity. David knew that. We read in Acts that that Peter quotes this Psalm of David, saying David was speaking of Christ's resurrection. And then in verse 11, each one of us on this link today has the opportunity to follow David's example. The offer is open to you right now. If you've never made that decision to put God, put Jesus before you, that decision to follow Jesus Christ, you can do that today. Or if you feel a need to to recommit and say, Father God, yes, I may have wandered away in the past, but I really want to follow you now. For those of us who have decided to follow Jesus Verse 11 will be your experience and will be yours forever. Let me just read it again. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. This psalm was written about 3,000 years ago. But David knew the way to live his life for God, to enjoy the presence of God and was assured of an eternity with God. How much more our relationship and knowledge of Jesus should we look forward expectantly to similar pleasure and joy in knowing God. So I invite you to just make some response to these words from David. Perhaps if it's your first time to follow Jesus or if you want to recommit your your life to him, I just invite you to make that decision now and to commit yourself to walking with him. And if that's already your experience, can I encourage you to trust God more in your life and live your life every day and each of those decisions for him, for his honour and for his glory. May he richly bless each one of you. Amen.